Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. Preston Super Show. It's December 6th, and it's incredibly windy outside. Uh, I mean, the wind has been blowing since last night. Uh, it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon right now at the time of recording. Happy Monday to you. I hope we got those Mondays out of the way. You know, those Monday jitters are never any good for anybody. Uh, so, today... We're talking about, and this is really good. You guys are going to like this. We're, to, we're breaking down the NBA slate, breaking down the NHL slate. Um, incredible amount of action tonight. So you don't want to miss the show here. And uh, we're going to start with Philadelphia 76ers versus the Charlotte Hornets. So for 10 games in the NBA and six games in the NHL, we have 16 games to talk about, so it's quite a few. Um, Philadelphia versus Charlotte is going to be a really, uh, outside looking in, it looks like a one-sided affair. You know, we go to the injury report. We want to know what the injuries are. And Charlotte Hornets just have some injuries that are going to be hard to overcome. In this game, LaMelo Ball, point guard out. Terry Rozier, shooting guard out. Mason Plumley, center out. Jalen McDaniels, point forward, out. Um, Philadelphia 76ers, Grant Ryler, guard, he's out. Tobias Harris is day-to-day, so there's a good chance he plays tonight, but they may not even need him in this game. Uh, Realistically, the 76ers want to get out quick, keep pushing that score up. Total set at 216.5, Philly favored. Uh, pretty big here, and on the spread, they're minus six and a half favorites. You know, I like them at minus six and a half. I like them better at minus six. Um, if you can get that on your book, and then Philadelphia, I like to win this game. They're the minus two eighty favorites. Um, both these teams coming off a win. Uh, Philly seven and six on the road. Hornets are seven and two at home. But I still like uh, Philly in this game. Just for the fact that the Hornets have so many injuries against a really talented team like the 76ers. It's just going to be too hard to overcome. Um, the 76ers are one of the bottom teams in pace, tied for 28th in pace. And the Hornets are third in pace. So this game, you know, going with the total is going to be tricky. Because the pace on both teams is so different. Um, it's a little bit of a wash for me there. Uh, Pythagorean wins. 
where these teams should be at this point in the season. Uh, the Sixers should have 12 wins by now, and the Hornets should have 12 by now. So the Hornets are at 14, surpassing expectations, and the 76ers are at 12. Uh, so 76ers where they need to be uh, based on the metrics, the Pythagorean win, and the Hornets are uh, a little bit past where they need to be. Uh, but again, a lot of that came before this, this this whole team got, you know, well, most of this team got hit with the COVID-19. Um, so now uh, I, I, I just believe it looks different. You got to adjust quickly uh, when you're taking action and in, in the sports world. So I like the 76ers in this, in this game for the reasons I gave you. Uh, we'll move on to the next one. This will also be a 6 p.m. Central Time tip-off. It's going to be the Oklahoma City Thunder versus the Detroit Pistons. Oklahoma City Thunder are 6 and 16 on the season, and the Detroit Pistons are 4 and 18 on the season. These are two teams that have struggled <coughs> mightily, but have also um, been without their talent for a lot of the games. Um, a lot of their best players haven't played every game, like Shai uh, Gallegis Alexander. Um, so when you look at these two teams as a whole, um, and you have Detroit Pistons favorited here at home, minus three favorites, total set at 205, low total, telling you it's going to be a slow-paced game. It's going to, you know, probably go under. Pistons are uh, favorited on the money line, minus 150. You know, these teams are about little bit behind the middle tier you know Oklahoma City 15th in pace Detroit Pistons 16th in pace um, so as far as opportunities go it's pretty much pulling hairs between these two teams um, you know these two teams rank pretty low in wins as well uh, based at based on what Oklahoma City's done uh, they should have they should have at least four wins they have six uh, based on Detroit Pistons, how they look, they should have at least five wins. They have four. So, little there shows a little bit of value for Oklahoma City. Um, even though they're bad, um, they're not as bad on paper as the Pistons. When it comes to turning the ball over, the Pistons turned the ball over tied for 23rd worst in the, in the NBA. Uh, both these teams, low low shooting percentage teams. Um, I think the 205 is a nice spot. Uh, so I like the under in that game. You know, it's going to be tight. Uh, I think the I think the Pistons probably win this game because the Thunder just don't look good. And the Pistons, at least, you know, from what I've seen, uh, it's a little bit different when you see them play from what you're reading too. So, you know, when you see the Pistons play a little bit, You'll see that they're they're a little bit better than the Thunder team right now. So I like the Thunder to, or I mean the Pistons to win, but I do like the under because this is just a grinded out game. There's nothing, um, nothing exciting in this game. Like there's nothing here that I'm gonna die on a hill for to bet on in this game. I think it's a you know for these two teams, they're so lucky they got matched up this way. Um, I think that's another point. 
Um, but as far as injuries, OKC is cleared. Detroit Pistons have Corey Joseph, their point guard day-to-day, and Hamadou Diallo, their shooting guard. He's out. Um, so, yeah, I just – I think even with those injuries, um, still like the Pistons to win. But I'm going to – you know, my bet would be the under. That 205 is a good place to be. And if you want to throw that uh, in the teaser ticket, I think that would be smart with two with two other things, even one other thing. So the next game I want to talk about is uh, Washington Wizards versus Indiana Pacers. This is a game, uh, again, this is our last 6 p.m. Central Time tip-off. Uh, the Wizards come in this season uh, and into this game 14-10. and 10. Pacers are 9-16 and 16 on the year and are just trying to get right. And from everything I see, I mean they're not they're not a terrible team, but they haven't really looked good. Um, <clears throat> so for that reason, I think there's some value on the spread for the Wizards. Let's talk about that. Uh, so the main thing is, you know, like we talk about, and I don't want to skip past it because you know it gets exciting talking about the games. But the injury report: um, the Wizards have Thomas Bryant, their center out. Spencer Dinwiddie, their point guard, he's out. Okay, for the uh, Pacers, TJ McConnell, big part of that team. Uh, I I believe a lot of the reason, you know, for their their lack of success lately is because McConnell's been out. Also, TJ Warren's uh, out. So it's two big injuries uh, for both teams actually, uh, and and uh, and you know you can kind of shape that game this way. Um, but it's gonna be. Uh, an interesting game for Monday night. Um, I feel like people get caught up like, you know, they all want Monday night unders. You know, early in the season, I can agree with that a little bit. Uh, the total in this game, I think, is is set a little bit low at 211. Um, I think the injuries factor have factored into that as well. The 211 and a half is what I'm seeing the total at. Um the money line favorite is the Pacers minus 225 on the money line and they're minus five and a half on the spread um when you look at the pace of these teams two very low pace teams I mean the Wizards are 26th in pace in the NBA and the Pacers are 19th in pace in the NBA um both these teams shooting the ball uh do shoot at a at a at a good clip uh in in the modern NBA uh 45.9% 45.9% field goal percentage for the Wizards and a 45.6 field goal percentage for the Pacers. That's actually really good um, in today's NBA. Both these teams are on losing streaks. The Wizards have two losses in a row, and the Pacers have racked up four losses in a row. At home, the Pacers aren't doing so hot. They're 6-6 six and six at home. Um, the Wizards are 6-7 and seven on the road. Uh, we know the Pythagorean win percentage so the pythagorean wins uh that the wizards should have uh adjusted on their metrics should be 11 and they have 14 so they're surpassing expectations where uh, the pacers should have 13 wins right now and they have nine that's not good um they're they're falling behind for that reason i like the wizards 
Uh, plus, whatever, what else I told you about the injuries. I think that's important that the Pacers are, are struggling um, and that the Wizards are actually shooting the ball um, a, a, a tad bit better right now than the, than the Pacers. So I will take the Wizards on the spread here. I think that's a great bet, a plus five and a half. I think it's hard for uh, the, the Pacers to keep the scoring going. <clears throat> like a season ago, it wasn't as hard. But I think now it's getting harder for them to keep that scoring going. But I, I like that um, plus five and a half with the Wizards. It's, it's hard to go wrong there. Um, on the money line, I don't like them because I think in the NBA, with, with so many missed shots, with so many stops in the game and momentum being so key because when you have it you never have it for that long because they just don't let you like the powers to be just won't let you have momentum that long in the nba so for how long a team has it when you get something over three four points then you need to really look at that hard because you might be getting uh, a great uh, a great great value there because if it's two teams that are early in the year one team's passing their expectations and the other team's falling behind their expectations and you're getting plus five and a half on that team that you're getting that's the value so now you get plus five and a half minus 110 um if you throw that in a teaser with the under 205 in that oklahoma city detroit pistons thunder game that's not a bad bet uh, you could tease that up you could say, I like uh, four points on that and get that for minus 120. And then get the Wizards at plus nine and a half. And the total at under 209 in the Oklahoma City versus Detroit Pistons game. Or you could tease it up five points. Suck up some juice, minus 140. But you're laying down a $50 uh, bill. So Washington Wizards plus 10 and a half. Oklahoma City Thunder versus Detroit Pistons under 210. So there's definitely either one of those I'm definitely all for simply parlaying it i am all for that too uh in this in this specific scenario uh also single bets if you just like to single it out and just hey i just like this to be separate from anything else i'm gonna lay my money on it the way i want but i just want it to be separate i'm for that as well i'm absolutely for that over everything but um let's go with uh the next game and this should be a doozy. We should have a really good one here. And you get the Memphis Grizzlies versus the Miami Heat, who these teams look completely different. Uh, and the Grizzlies are catching a little bit of fire. Talk about that. Uh, the Grizzlies are 13 and 10 on the year. The Heat are 14 and 10 on the year. And the Grizzlies are 5 and 5 away. The Heat are 6 and 3 at home. So the Heat are doing pretty good at home. Um, the total set at 214. Uh, I could definitely assure you that that is a little bit low for this game. Now, we'll go into that a little bit. You got a nice injury report here that we need to talk about. We have to discuss this a little bit after I sip my coffee here. Because the thing about coffee, if you don't have those little heating pads to heat your coffee up, it just goes cold. You're done. There's nothing else you can do. So you have to drink it pretty quickly, which I don't like to do. So I, I pour a little bit less coffee <clears throat> than I used to in my cup because I know I got to drink it faster. 
So there's a little trick of the trade for you. And then if you use cream or sugar, I just use liquid creamer. I don't uh, really put refined sugar in anything unless I'm cooking and it calls for it. The Memphis Grizzlies. <coughs> they have uh, Kyle Anderson, small forward. He's out. Brandon Clark, power forward, day-to-day. With a good chance he plays. Zyra Williams, shooting guard. He's out. From the Miami Heat side, Jimmy Butler, uh, their star player, their best player. Uh, he's uh, they're, they're shooting forward. He's out. Um, Markeith Morris, their power forward. He's out. Um so those are your notable injuries for this game. Okay, with all that being said, uh, I think the Miami Heat have plenty of scoring. I think the Memphis Grizzlies are better right now at this point in the season. I think everybody's kind of overlooking um, this Memphis team um, because there are a lot of young players here. Well, it's a lot of good players too. And uh, they will come and surprise you. So, with Jimmy Butler out, you know, it's a game that I feel like a lot of people stay away from. Therefore, I don't see a lot, too much line movement happening. And this will be more of a live betting situation where it's going crazy. You know, you also got Bam Adebayo's out. Um, and, and he's dealing with that thumb injury. Jimmy Butler dealing with the back. John Morant, Kyle Anderson, you know, being out in this game um, is going to be difficult. But see, Dylan Brooks uh, is really in a battle against Tyler Harrow. That's really the battle to watch in this game. Because Dylan Brooks has got this team right, facilitating the basketball. And he's got them on a four-win streak on the road. And... Over the last 10 games, the Grizzlies are 7-3. and three, The Heat are 5-5. Five and five. You know, we talked about the away and home being pretty even. The Heat doing a little bit better at home than the Grizzlies are on the road. But lately, the Grizzlies are tearing it up on the road. This season, you got the Grizzlies that are 13-10 on the season. you got the Heat that are 14-10 on the season. So, it's two teams that are pretty close. We know that the Heat should be at about 15 wins. But now the injury bugs hit them. Uh, we know the Grizzlies should be at 11 wins based on Pythagorean wins, and they're at 13. So the Grizzlies are surpassing their expectations uh, as of late. Still dealing with uh, some serious injuries like the Heat, but in this game, I think you get a lot of value with plus four and a half for the Grizzlies and the total set at 214. Um, I don't think you can go wrong with the total over. Uh, that would be a sharp move to go over here. Uh, I don't know how much the line's going to move. I don't know if you're going to get it at 213.5. If you want to buy down, I would play it down to that, up to about minus 130. I think that would be the cutoff. So however many points you can get that way. But I like the over. <clears throat> I think there's uh, some real intrinsic value for the Grizzlies, plus 4.5. But I think the over is where you want to be. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools, 
that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Sounds good, right? There are a lot of places you can host your podcast. Those other podcast hosting sites love to make you pay, thinking they're doing you a favor. Not at Anchor. Folks, this is free. None of Anchor's competitors make distribution and monetization as seamless as Anchor does. I predict Anchor to be the face of podcasting in the next five years. If you're an experienced podcaster or a newcomer, doesn't make a difference. Get your show on Anchor today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. A fully healthy Memphis Grizzlies team going to be hard to beat. Going to be so hard to beat. Um, their last game against the Dallas Mavericks two days ago on December 4th. Steven Adams had a double-double. 11 points, 13 boards, 3 assists, and a steal. Jared Jackson played big minutes. 29 minutes, 13 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. Tyus, jo- uh, Tyus Jones came in there. Uh, point guard. He played 34 minutes, 16 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists. Brooks, like I said, 11 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 29 minutes. Bain racked it up with 29 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists. So you're getting a pattern, um, especially against a team like the Mavericks, a good team. Um, this just ran into some recent struggles is all, but they're a good team. And here come the Memphis Grizzlies against uh, the Miami Heat without their two-star players. I I just got to be with the Grizzlies in this spot. So move on to the next game. We got the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, That's a uh, 7 p.m. tip-off. That will begin the uh, 7 p.m. tip-off games. Um, There's quite a few of those. So starting with... The 13 and 11 Cleveland Cavaliers against the 15 and 9 Milwaukee Bucks. The Cavaliers are 8 and 4 on the road. <clears throat> the Milwaukee Bucks are 8 and 4 at home. And the Cleveland Cavaliers have been a bit of a surprise this season, and we all can I think agree on that. Notable injuries for this game. Dean Wade, the power forward for the Cleveland Cavaliers, is out. Brooke Lopez is out for the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo, power forward for the Milwaukee Bucks, is day-to-day. Grayson Allen, shooting guard, is day-to-day. George Hill, point guard, is day-to-day. Milwaukee Bucks are a pretty banged-up team, but they've won four out of their last five, and the Cavaliers have won four out of their last five as well. Dropped their last one to Utah by one point. So they're playing everybody close. Milwaukee, the minus six and a half favorite here at home, which is understandable. It's a tough place to play. 
but at this time of year, uh, not so much. Minus 265 favorite Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, a 2-1 to one favorite here. And then uh, the total set at 213.5, which I think is, that's actually about right. Um, I'm not seeing any value with that right away. But I do see value with plus 6.5 on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, especially if, if Garland can play big, big-time ball. And uh, we might get the benefit of not seeing Giannis. We know Brooke Lopez won't be in there, so they're down some big men. Uh, we do know they, they do have a lot of talent on the roster, though. Like, it's a deep team. Um, and, and even shorthanded, they, they, they still play pretty well. You know, when they just beat up on the Heat pretty good. Bobby Portis is coming on strong. So really is Cleveland going to have an answer for Bobby Bobby P, right? Because we know he's going to get more minutes. He's going to get a lot more minutes if Giannis doesn't play, but he's going to get a, a lot of minutes because of just Lopez not being in there. But I think the total set right at 213.5. I don't want to mess with that too much. Um, As far as pace goes... These two teams, uh, the Cavaliers are 23rd in pace, and the Bucks are 8th in pace. So the Bucks are really just getting more shots, creating more shots. Um, but I like the ability of the Cavaliers to keep it close with some serious injuries on that uh, Milwaukee team. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the with the spread and, and, and say the the Cavaliers cover that spread. That's what I really like in that game probably the only thing I like out of it um, really for me personally it's a no bet but if you if you're looking for a spot you get a lot of value with the Cavaliers money line very possible they cover um, for you but I think that the spread is where you want to be take the points be smart because you know the Cavaliers have been playing everybody close lately um, and with their Pythagorean wins um, they're like right where they where they're almost there. You know, they they should have 14 wins. They have 13. Um, they're also without one of their best players. You know what I mean, uh, Colin Sexton. Um, in the Buccaneers, Pythagorean wins. They should have 15. They do have 15. But that's what we expect from the defending champions. So they're like they're just doing what we expect them to do at this point. And the Cleveland Cavaliers are surprising us a little bit. I like the value. If you find the value like that, that's where you want to take uh, your action. For me, um, I there's you know I don't like having too much out there, so when I go through the games, I'm just picking the spots where I would want to be. So you know you have to do your own homework, but this is hopefully uh, a guide into looking through the lines and then pulling back some of this curtain here that's just kind of you know like there's more than one right, it's more than one curtain. You just keep pulling them back. <clears throat> until you get to what you really want. So, and I also like to talk about the players, you know. Uh, that's another thing that I don't ever want to get too far away from, talking about the actual matchups. And in this one, you really have a good matchup, you know, because Chris Middleton's 
the, the real star on that Milwaukee Bucks team was Giannis out. You know, 17.8 points a game. Um, so you're seeing that <clears throat> he's not a, a greedy player. You know, he's got almost five, averaging five assists a game. He is averaging five rebounds a game, and he's a very active player. Um, and he's and this is a Milwaukee Bucks team that's played well together uh, for a while uh, with some new newer additions, but still the the core of this team has been together for a while. So you know this is a this is a well built team, but early in the season is where you can take a little bit more chances. Okay, that's how the NBA is. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the same for football. I'd say football is a little bit trickier beast. Usually the veterans early in the NFL have experience. Um, but in the NBA, this is a sport where you can take advantage of those some of those veterans being on different teams. And, and um, you can take advantage of a spot like this where plus six and a half on Cleveland. You can tease that up in a, in a teaser as well, which I'm sure people are doing. Then we have uh, Denver Nuggets versus Chicago Bulls. That's going to be a great game. I kind of want to watch that game. I know Monday Night Football is going to be going too, and we talk about that and what I what I uh, want there. But uh, and I'll go over there for the show's over. We still got to finish NBA and hit the NHL slate up. So Denver Nuggets 11 11 on the year, um, just dealing with some injuries that have really been holding them back. Chicago Bulls 16 and 8 on the year. This game kick uh, tips off at 7 p.m. Central Time. Bulls favored at minus three and a half. Um. Some of you may be a little bit surprised there. Uh, for the Denver Nuggets, Bull Bulls out, so that we'll be able to switch him in as a big man. Uh, for the Bulls, Alex Caruso's day-to-day. You know, he's dealing with a lingering issue. And Javante Green, there's a shooting forward. He's out. Uh, but for this Bulls team, uh, they've really impressed. Uh, won four out of their last five. The Nuggets have dropped three out of their last five. Um, coming off a win against the Knicks, where they look good. Um, but the Bulls are coming off a, uh, a win against the Nets uh, where they squeaked by. But before that, they did beat the Knicks and the Hornets uh, impressively. And the battle between Jokic and Vukovic is going to be a fun one. Uh, this is this is some primetime basketball, folks. This is as primetime as it gets. And, um, you know, without, you know, without Michael Porter, uh, it's been tough for the Nuggets um, and Jokic just having to do so much. Colby White out, Jim Michael uh, Green out, um, Austin Rivers out uh, due to COVID. Murray still out for the Nuggets. So in this game, you're just getting a healthier Bulls team that's a little bit more seasoned for this time of at this time of year because the Nuggets just haven't had that time to play together haven't had that time to put everything you know into the right pieces I think the Nuggets come and they, they do play tough you know I do I do think the Nuggets come and um, they show up and play tough um, I expect them to but I, I just can't be on on that this game um I think that's a dangerous spot to be in is, is uh, rolling with the Nuggets here with the with the points. Even in a teaser, I don't. I mean, it could get out of hand. The Bulls are very talented all on offense. The 
total set at 218. That's one of the higher totals we have for the night. It's a high total for this time of year. Uh, the Bulls are favored at minus 160. That is um, an interesting line because it's a good favorite, but it's not a, a huge favorite to where you could bet that straight up. <clears throat> then uh, we talked about the spread. Bulls favored at minus three and a half. The Bulls are 14th in pace. They're just creating more shots opposed to the, the Nuggets that are tied for 28th in pace in the NBA. Um, the Bulls are the 4th best shooting team while the Nuggets are the 8th best with in field goal percentage. Um, but the Bulls have done really well at home and it, and it is exciting playing the Bulls uh, at the United Center. Bulls are 7-4. Um, Nuggets are four and seven on the road, so they're not doing good on the road. I just like the Bulls on the spread, you know, and, and not trying to get too cute with it. But this is a spot where, you know, last season you were seeing like Bulls plus nine and Bulls plus, you know, 13 and Bulls plus six. And it was just like, man, when are they ever going to be fa- like, are they ever going to be a favorite? And here's a spot where they're favorite against a team that, damn near could have went to the NBA Finals last last season. So, uh, big turnaround. Um, big big minutes being played for the Chicago Bulls team. You know, if Caruso plays, that really helps this Bulls team. The Bulls should have 15 wins, the Pythagorean model shows, and uh, they have 16, so they're past our expectations. Nuggets should have 11 based on uh, the metrics right now, and uh, they do have 11. These are two teams that are on track, the Bulls a little bit past where they need to be. I don't think it's inflated because it's just one game past where they need to be. I think they're just a really good team and uh, they're playing really good basketball. So Bulls minus three and a half. Great spot. That's where I like to be. Um, you know, uh, just taking a straight up bet there. I like that. Um, do your own homework, but I think you'll find out too. That it's going to be hard for the for the Nuggets to keep up with the scoring in this game, um, and the Bulls are going to make them run a lot more than they want to. And I don't think that the Nuggets want to get out and run like that. So it's going to be a fun one. Uh, I think you'll start seeing the Bulls money line move away from that minus one sixty as well. Zach Levine, Demar Derozan are playing well together, and. Guys on the Bulls are just playing big minutes. They're just doing the right things. Like, that's what it comes down to for the Bulls right now. Just making big plays. Like, you can't take anything away from Vukovic, you know. He'll probably go in this game and get a double-double. You know what I mean? Like, even though Jokic is in there, he's still got to sit. You know what I mean? He can't play the whole game. So, you know, it's a good chance Vuk gets a dub, uh, double-double here. So, in the next game we got... uh, is a team that is very streaky versus other streaky teams. You got Atlanta Hawks versus uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, 7 p.m. Central Time tip-off. Minnesota favored it in this game. Uh, Atlanta Hawks are 12 and 12, and the Minnesota Timberwolves are 11 and 12. Uh, the Hawks are 4 and 8 on the road, and the Timberwolves are 7 and 6 at home. This is a, a Hawks team that hasn't been terrible 
kind of a, a team you look at to to come through and cover uh, on the back door. With the Atlanta Hawks, they are 10 and 14 against a spread, and the Timberwolves are 11 and 12. So both teams are doing decent. They're in decent shape on the spread. I mean, they're just either one way or the other is not too great. So it kind of it's kind of a wash there. Now the Timberwolves come in this game. They're favorited, uh, minus 140 favorite. What are you really gonna do with that? Um, at home where uh, as far as lately they've just been barely getting above 500 7-6 at home Um, the Hawks don't travel well 4-8 on the road I mean this is probably the one game of the night I I don't really like any any particular spot you might want to prop it out Trey Young threes Uh, Carl Anthony Towns to get a double-double let's talk about the injury report here uh, Bogdanovich is out. Cam Reddish, a game-time decision. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, game-time decision, so hold off on that bet. And then D'Angelo, uh, or yeah, D'Angelo Russell, game-time decision as well. So there's some value there with the Hawks because you're getting a banged-up team. <coughs> uh, and the Hawks seem to have, have always the same guys kind of being out, so I mean, I take that for what it's worth. But personally, I like a no-bet in this spot. Total set too high. 222 and a half uh i wouldn't take the under though because this is these are two teams that might not be able to get past one another no one may no one's gonna hold momentum for that long in this one i don't believe um but uh minus 140 favorite again timberwolves i i don't like that i i don't have a, a play in this game I, you know i think like i said the total is too tricky to mess with here two teams too much unknowns um, you know, I understand Trey Young with the prop might be a good a good place to look on your book. See if he's, you know, they got his three points, his three pointers there. At, uh, over one and a half would be a steal. Over two and a half, you know, and I'm gonna check for you on the props here. But I think you know, over one and a half would be what you know we all want. If it's threes and it's uh, over two and a half, that's not very fun. We don't want to mess with that. Let's go check it out. Yeah, they're saying uh, to make at least three uh, threes. Minus 130. So I like that. It's not as fun, but that would be your, your best prop for that game. Um, that, I've, that I've crafted for you. Uh, and then we keep, we keep moving because... I don't want to talk too much about that game with too many of the, the stars being out. Um, it just That just doesn't make much sense. So now we move on to the later games, uh, the 8-9 the slots. So at 8 p.m. tip-off, you got the San Antonio Spurs taking on the Phoenix Suns. And this game is going to be good. I think everybody uh, will enjoy a little bit of this one. If you catch this on the West Coast, so this is your thing, you know. Personally, I will, I probably won't bother with it. Uh, I'm not a fan of either team, but uh, if you're a fan of either team, this is a good game in the Western Conference. It's kind of sh- it's shaping uh, your your uh, your conference out there. So the San Antonio Spurs are eight thirteen, four and seven away. The Phoenix Suns are nineteen and four, ten and two at home. Um, injury report: Devin Vassell, shooting guard for the Spurs, is out for the Phoenix Suns. Abdel Nader 
Shooting forward is out. Devin Booker, out. Frank Kaminsky, out. Spurs have caught fire, won their last four out of five. Suns uh, lost, dropped their last one against uh, Golden State. Uh, and then before that, they were on a four-game winning streak, so they're cooling off. You got the Suns cooling off. Spurs are real hot. You're getting seven and a half uh, on the Spurs. So, you know, they don't tra- they don't travel very well, but that's uh, that's a big number. And I don't personally anything over nine, nine and a half. Nine and a half is not even any, any any good. But anything, you know, plus nine, minus nine is, is my limit on spreads the in the NBA for the NBA. Once it gets past plus nine, I don't want to mess with it. I'm not touching it either way because at that point, I just it's just not worth it. Can they cover the minus nine? Can they cover the plus nine? I don't know. I don't want to take it any farther than that. Like after after minus nine plus nine, I'm done with it. I'm looking somewhere else. It's not worth it. There's ways. There's too many options out there to be caught up in the one what tiny little line and laying money on it. No way. No thanks. No thank you. So the Spurs feel like they're just. Like even with that like win streak is like that's what they needed because Pythagorean win percentage shows they should have eleven wins by now. They have eight. Phoenix Suns should have sixteen. They have nineteen, so they're just doing good. And uh, these teams played back in November, and Phoenix won one fifteen and one eleven. Phoenix Suns are ten and two at home. Spurs are four and seven on the road, but that's a nice win streak. Um. You know, Zach Collins will be out for the Spurs. Uh, but that plus seven and a half is too juicy not to not to bite on. At least a quarter unit, half a unit. Like, plus seven and a half on the Spurs tonight. It's a good spot to be. They still got um, talent. I'm surprised they still are competing. Um, that's what surprises me about this team. Because they could easily just lay down and say, man, screw this. Because they don't have any superstar here. Like, they just have straight up, they're just, they just got players. That's it. Like, Keldon Johnson um, is probably my, you know, one of my favorite players they got. And uh, DeJonta Murray. I also like him on the Spurs. And then you kind of just have a weird rotation of, like, Lonnie Walker and these other guys that are just like who like still man we still really a lot of a lot of us are still unfamiliar with you and uh like we know Doug McDermott he's been around that forever and Jacob Potel um is, is one of their best big men they got Brent Forbes or yeah Brent Forbes will come in there and he'll he'll do some work but other than that it's kind of like a wash. But for the Phoenix Suns, is they, they're deep. That's a deep team. Um, so it almost makes you want to go with the over at 216 and a half. Because it makes, like, you know, if, I, if we're saying that the Spurs can keep up with uh, 
the Suns, then you might as well go with the over because I don't think the Suns are going to pack it in at home. Um, at least I don't believe they will. And Chris Paul moves the basketball around really well. Both these teams are really high in pace. So, okay, you know, I, I like the over, you know, as a, as a bet. I think the 7.5 is, is a good spot, and I, I really want to stick with my guns there. But the over 216 is a sharp a sharp bet and it's a good pivot um if you're if you don't like spreads and playing spreads especially in the nba where they could be the the hardest i I think spreads are the hardest in the nba to play personally i think the money line's easier you never really get good value if it's two teams that are so far apart um so early in the year you can pick up that value later in the year it's going to be harder um but right now there's a lot of spreads that are enticing and uh, great value, good, smart, you know, plays for you to make. So the next game we have uh, is also going to be a good one. That's Orlando Magic versus the Golden State Warriors. The 5-19 and 19 Magic versus the 19-4 and 4 Golden State Warriors. The poor Magic. Um, no, nobody likes him in this game. Um, they have nobody on the injured list. Uh, Golden State has Andre Iguodala out. Magic have dropped four out of their last five. Warriors have picked up three wins out of their last five. Um, over uh, uh, a little bit of a not not a tough stretch. They only had two on the road there. They picked up one win on the road. The rest uh, they 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 did okay at home. So this is just Curry. Um, and in this game, you know, it's more of the Curry magic than the Orlando magic, right? Like, this is more of what Curry can do and cook up in this game. Gold State on the spread is minus 16. It's a little bit ridiculous. Like I said, I don't, I don't play spreads that big in the NBA. That's just a rule of thumb. Stay away from it. It's bad voodoo. Uh, there's no point. In 16 points in the NBA. It's, what is that? What, how is that happening? So... You got to be pretty bad. 9 p.m. Central Time tip-off. Excuse my language. Uh, Magic are plus 1,025 underdogs. Well, then I like them to win. I'm serious. If If that's what they're telling you, then I like them to win. Then screw that. Screw that shit. I, they have no injuries, so... They're, this is a professional team. I don't care what you say. They should win this game. Total set at two seventeen and a half. Um, they'll probably yeah they'll they'll clear that. And then the the spread at minus sixteen. I don't like that. I wouldn't take it either way. I don't. So play that many points. We don't know how how that's gonna look. But I do think if you're just gonna if you were gonna play the plus sixteen, you might as well just put something on the the money line. That's a you're not gonna see that often. Uh, in the NBA, who well, you shouldn't, but plus 1,025 underdog here, uh, Orlando Magic. And I know people are going to be hitting it. Because the Magic are 10th in pace, Golden State, uh, 7th in pace. You know, Clay Thompson's not playing. Um, Golden State, 12 and 2 at home, flawless at home, really. And the Magic don't travel well, but I mean, 
it is what it is. Last time they played, though, uh, this is last year's, last season, uh, in February, Orlando beat them. Different teams, you know. Uh, Golden State's where they need to be. They should have 19 wins. They have 19 wins. Uh, Orlando should have five, and they do. So, they're not good, but they're on track. Then, field goal shooting percentage. Orlando's like bottom of the barrel. It's really not a good case to make for Orlando. Then, Golden State's tied for second. And I should say that Orlando has no new injuries. They have um, a few guys out that have been out, though. Like guys that have been out for a minute. Etwan Moore, Michael Carter-Williams, Jonathan Isaac has been out for a while, and Markel's Fultz, they haven't been playing at all. So, yeah, they have injuries, but those guys have been out. They are who they are right now. I mean, look, you get the value with taking them on the money line, plus 1,025. I mean, what the hell? You know, you throw a fucking little chump change on that. So, and you might as well uh, for a Monday night and have a little fun. And, you know, I understand. it's for entertainment purposes. I mean, they're, they're giving you something fun there, uh, is what the book is doing. But should Golden State win? Yes, they should. Uh, because they're a better team with Steph Curry. And uh, even Draymond Green is, is just a great player. And, and he's a great facilitator of the basketball. They'll probably have a triple-double in this game. And uh, on top of that, they get help. You know what I mean? They're getting help from their, their bench, uh, the Golden State is. They wouldn't have 19 wins if they weren't getting help from their bench. Um, and it was pretty interesting to see that. It was pretty interesting to see that their bench step, has stepped up the way they have. Um, a lot of teams, you don't know what to expect. But with Golden State, it's been... A lot brighter of a spot between these teams. So, yeah, I, I'm real uh, excited to see how that looks uh, at the end of that one. But uh, Wiggins, you know, he's been a little bit of hit and miss this year. Looney hasn't taken over like we think he can, you know. And uh, da- uh, Damian Lee is probably their best alternative guard they have, you know, since Clay Thompson's down. So that's kind of where the Warriors situation is. And then for the Magic, you know, Cole Anthony, when they, you know, when they picked him uh, as, as high as they did in the draft, they really wanted him to, to lead this team. And then they bring in Wendell Carter uh, for a little bit of toughness. Um, and... The Magic have had a few days off. You know, they haven't played since third. And they're playing teams tough. They're not giving up. Terrence Ross out there. Wendell Carter. Wagner. Bamba. Just a lot of raw talent out on the floor for the Magic. So I'm going to go with some raw talent tonight. Go with the Magic uh, money line. as a little small side wager. And then... Um, uh, I think they go over the total. I wouldn't bet it. But I would be on the side of uh, Orlando on that one. And then uh, let's talk about, let's see here, the last game. Uh, L.A. Clippers versus uh, Portland Trail Blazers. Last game for the NBA. And then uh, we'll hit the... And we'll hit the six NHL games. Uh, we'll get those. We'll get those out of the way. We'll roll through those. 
because you want to hear the spots, you want to hear what's going on, the injuries, who's down, who's out, who looks like they can uh, come out with a win tonight, who looks like they're going to cover on the puck line. We're going to break that down, um, and that one won't take too long. So this last game for the NBA, and there's some rumors that uh, Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers is wanting to play with Ben Simmons. He's wanting Ben Simmons on on their team. So that's the rumor mill out of ESPN. And, uh, you know, Paul George, the leader on this team, you know, Kawhi Leonard's out. Uh, Damian Lillard's out. McCollum, uh, he's a game-time decision. Might not play, you know. uh, Both these teams uh, are okay at pace. I mean, Portland Trailblazers' 17th isn't great, but they are getting a lot of opportunities. Uh, and the Clippers are tied for 11th in pace. Pythagorean win tells us that the Clippers should have 13 wins by now. They have 12. A lot of hard, a lot of, a lot of games. I can't even say hard fought. I can say that they just kind of didn't show, like no show games for them. Um, at home though, uh, and then the Blazers. They should have 11 wins based on the Pythagorean win uh, percentage, and they have 11. Uh, still losing record at home. They're ten and three. Clippers are three and five. Last three Clippers. Uh, last ten Clippers haven't been good. They're three and seven over the last ten games. And Blazers are five hundred over their last ten. Five and five. Clippers are favored um, because they just think it's going to be the Paul George or uh, CJ McCollum battle. I don't. I don't even know if it's going to be that. I think that. Uh, there's value with the Blazers. They're good at home. They're comfortable there. So I don't think you, you know, have have much trouble uh, with, you know, taking the Blazers on the spread here. Uh, the Clippers haven't been anything to be uh, to be scared of yet. Uh, two fifteen is the total. I think it goes under. <clears throat> These two early in the season to be going over on too many Western Conference totals and Western Conference games. Uh, 215 just is just too high. I like the under. But uh, I like Portland plus three better. Plus three and a half is where you really want to be. Plus three, I'd, I'd accept it if you get good, like really good odds. Better than minus 110. Otherwise, you wait for plus three and a half. Um, find plus three and a half at at least minus 110. Minus 115 at the most you want to put down for that now if it is a cj mccollum battle it's really going to be good for portland if it's not then they're just going to struggle but they'll also make the clippers struggle because the clippers can in a lot of ways beat the damn selves so this will be uh you know a west coast game to tune in if these are your teams i'm i'm liking portland on the spread here on uh monday night so that wraps it up for the NBA. We're going to we're cut the break here. Um, it's been a while since I've, I've done a break. So cut the break, come back, break down the six-game six NHL slate for you. I hope you enjoyed the show so far. I try to have as much fun as possible and make it interesting. And also provide knowledge, education, information, and I relay that to you so you can make a sharp wager. Thank you. I'll be right back.
And for time constraints, I just want to be kind of going through these games, giving you my spots. I won't take too much time on NHL today. Tomorrow, we will. Um, and, and I'll get to it a little bit earlier because my schedule will allow me to. My schedule just didn't allow me to get on top of these games earlier today. I was able to look at them last night and kind of plan out what I wanted to say, kind of where I wanted to be. Uh, but there's a bigger slate for NHL tomorrow. So for today, you know, we're just going to kind of go through and just give you the spots I like. Colorado Avalanche, 12-7, and 7, taking on the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, this is going to be uh, an exciting game, 6 p.m. puck drop. Uh, give you the odds here and the lines so you can kind of visualize it. Colorado, big favorite on the road. We know that they're a tough team. I personally, you know, am a quiet fan of Colorado. I, I like how they uh, play, but um, I think for the biggest uh, thing in this game here, it's not even about uh, who is got the better goalie because both these goalies are giving up uh, almost you know damn near three uh, goals a game so in a game where two teams uh, one not getting the power play much in the Flyers and one in the Colorado Avalanche are getting the, the power play a lot uh, I think you're going to see uh, quite a bit of scoring here. And I think you want to stay away from trying to be against that too much. The overset at six and a half to kind of back that theory up. It's really high for hockey. Um, so I, I, I'd say, you know, yes, I, I think it goes over that. And then the Avalanche, the minus 200 favorite, minus one and a half on the puck line. But that's plus odds. So, you know, you got to pick your spots wisely. I don't think this is a game you need to go out of your way to bet on, you know, personally. I think if you are going to be somewhere, you're going to take that over. Be smart about it. This is two sides that power play does happen. Uh, Colorado does not kill the penalty off well. They rank 25th in the NHL. And penalty kill percentage and then the philadelphia flyers are 13th so if power plays has start start coming about um with two teams who are about the same size of each other averaging out and uh flyers are not that good at home four five and two uh avalanche five five and one on the road so you know just just give me the over slide that in i don't think you have to go out of your way to bet this i think it's a little bit high but i think that it's only a matter of time until hell breaks loose on this one and you get the over uh, cashing for you. Your big injuries here. Um, Cooper and Brian. And those are big injuries for the Avalanche. And then Ellis and Faraby for the Flyers are your notable injuries there. So, you know, you really want to pick your spots wisely in that game. We'll move on to the next one. You got the Ottawa Senators. I, I like those guys versus uh, the New Jersey Devils. Um, this is a, this is a spot where there's some uh, 
not a lot of value anywhere but on the devil's money line like everything else is just being really ticky tack and if you go to the devil's just straight up money line and you can find it at less than minus 175 or you know i would play that um there's no notable injuries we're going to talk about here uh, senators are 6 15 and 1 they're just not that good this year and the devils are 9 9 and 4 i'm not a big fan of the devils senators are not the same team as last year and they shouldn't be judged as the same team as last year either this is a different team um goals allowed per game both these teams are giving up quite a bit you know uh the over is not a bad spot here i'm a little bit worried on taking the over just because i think lack of explosiveness on the senator side could drive that under to to a win so i'm a little hesitant i will be honest with you there but it said at six i think this can go over the money line is you know minus 175 for the devils the spread is minus one and a half uh devil's favorited plus 125 i don't like that too much because i don't think they route this senator's team um, I think the Devils hold their own here. I think they they do pretty well uh, at home in this game. They're ranked 14th in shots on goal. Neither one of these teams are going to make their living on the uh, the power play. Um, both these teams allow a lot of shots on goal. Senator the most in the NHL shots on allowing uh, shots on goal. At home, the Devils are six four and two. On the road, the Senators are two seven and one. Centers are really bad on the road, guys. Um, the Devils, they are who you want to be on in this game. The overs is, is the sharp play. Um, but the values with the money line, because that's the best chance to hit, is the New Jersey Devils money line, in my in my humble opinion here. Um, and we move on to the next game. You know, we got we to gotta whip through these. It's 415. You know, I got to edit the show and get it up for everybody. So Anaheim Ducks versus Washington Capitals. Washington Capitals banged up in this one. Anaheim Ducks, they're playing everybody close. Um, we've talked about that as well. So uh, the Washington Capitals, minus 210 favorites. Total set at 5.5. The spread, minus 1.5 pucks, plus 115 one odds. Um, your big injuries for... The Capitals, Connor Sheary, left winger, TJ O'Shea, right winger, Nick Doubts, uh, Centra, uh, Trevor Van Ramsky, the defender, he's out. Uh, for the Anaheim Ducks, you just got two centers out, Ryan Getzlaff and Adam Henrik. But the Ducks, 13-8-4, uh, shaping themselves up for a good year. The Washington Capitals dominant, 15-4-6 this season, but uh, injury bugs starting to bite them a little bit. Uh, I like the the plus one and a half on the Ducks, minus 135. They're playing everybody close. I think they play these guys close. Um, I think the best bet in this game is the over five and a half. Because I think we get six goals. I think six is the lucky number in this one. So my bet is going to be for the over five and a half. Uh, I think that's, you know, that's the lock for the NHL for me. Anaheim versus Washington over five and a half. And my lock for the NBA is Bulls minus three, minus three and a half at the most. But yeah, that would be my lock for the NBA. So 
gave me my lock for the NBA, lock for the NHL. Uh, recap it at the end of the show for you, too. But in this game, I like the over. I think you got a lot of injuries on one side and the other side. Uh, they, they're giving up goals, you know, on the on Anaheim side. They're giving up, they're giving up uh, quite, a, quite a bit. But uh, Anaheim does get to that power play a lot. They get to the power play a lot. And uh, the Capitals are going to struggle to kill that, that, that uh, penalty tonight. But uh, Anaheim will allow a lot of shots on the goal. Rank 24th at allowing shots on goal. So I think you get a good over here. Over just over your sharp bet, uh, your lock of the night, over five and a half. Um, we move on to the next game. I told you we're going to whip through these. We're going to whip through these. Hit the injury report. Everything you need to really know about that. Uh, so we got three left. Arizona Coyotes versus Dallas Stars. Uh, this is a game if you don't know much about these are two teams that are very, very different. Coyotes are not the same as last year. They're struggling bad. Uh, Dallas is who you like in this game. Uh, Dallas is 12-7-2 on the year. Coyotes 5-17-2. Dallas Stars minus 330 favorites on the money line. Total set at 5.5. And, a half. and uh, spread. Dallas favorite at minus 1.5 on the puck line. There you go. Four injuries. Um, in this game, and I want to make sure to hit on that because you can never leave that out and give an, uh, information about an informed uh, wager. That just doesn't make sense, folks. Doesn't make sense. Don't do it. Don't do it. Arizona Coyotes have jo- uh, Joan Larson, left winger. He's out. Dallas Stars have the mo- more injured team, more banged up. That's just due to the season. John Klingberg, defender. He's uh, day-to-day. These guys are all going to be day-to-day on my list. I'm Joel uh, Cavaranta, left winger. Luke Glendinning, Sintra, and Dennis Garinov, right winger. They're all day-to-day. Um, Dallas doesn't get, is doing really good, allowing, only giving up 2.7 goals a game. Arizona giving up a lot, 3.63. Dallas, you know, they've won their last five. They're hot. They've won their last six, to be exact. But, uh, yeah, in their last five, they've dominated, so... You don't want to be against Dallas in this one. Um, last time they played back in November, Dallas won three to two. They scored five goals. I think they get more than five in this one. Your best bet's the over. Um, if you do like Dallas minus one and a half, I'm not mad at you. I think that is a, a fair spot. I just think there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lack of offense from Arizona. The one hope is that Arizona comes out and they're just fired up in this game. But they're on the road. We don't really think, you know, that a 3-10-1 team on the road, should, you know, all of a sudden catching fire is very unlikely. So Dallas, you're better here. There's no value on the money line. But um, that's that's what I like in that game. We'll move on up. Uh, Pittsburgh, Penguins versus Seattle. Kraken. And this is pretty much a pick em. Um, you know, I was trying to be friendly with the, with the uh, Penguins last time we talked about them. Uh, they really let me down, didn't they? They let us down is what they did. They let us down. Total set at five and a half. It's a good total. Penguins minus one and a half on the puck line. Money line minus 110. Um, the Kraken are an interesting team. Very, very just full of draft picks and just young talent. The Penguins are a little bit more seasoned, so I like that about them. But I don't like that the Penguins are just so sluggish right now. Um, Kraken are six and six at home. Penguins are six three and three away. Um, 
I don't see these teams have played. These teams haven't played before. So I think you get uh, a good under in this game. Uh, five and a half is a good time to slide that under in. Um, because you got two teams that haven't played each other before. They're not familiar with each other. You got uh, the Penguins who rank 20th in goals a game. Cracking 15th. Cracking uh, only get in. You know, they have the least amount of shots on the goal. Penguins have way more shots on the goal. Doesn't mean they're going to go. Um, you got some injuries in this game, too, that are shaping things that make it a little bit hard to pick a side or, or make it not as fun to pick a side. Um, Pittsburgh Penguins have Brian Boyle, their central out. Seattle Kraken, they have Will Borg in their de- uh, defenders day to day. Cal Jan Rock, their center for the Krakens. Uh, he's on IR. Jordan uh, Eberell, right winger. He's day to day. Jaden Schwartz, left winger, is day to day. I just like the under here. Um, I know lately the games of Kraken have played and have been pretty exciting, fast paced, a lot of scoring, but not for the Penguins. It's been uh, a win against Vancouver and then three beatdowns. You know what I mean? And then a game where they played the Islanders where on uh, November 26, where they won one nothing. So I just, I, I'm, you know, polling for that under here. Penguins are still under three goals a, a game, giving up, uh, you know, surrendering. So I just don't see it in this one. Give me the under. Monday night hockey. Uh, one very raw, inexperienced young team and one team that just hasn't got it going yet. So that's that's why I like the under there. Um, and then the last game we need to talk about, and then uh, I can ship off and get the podcast ready to, to, to post everywhere for, for everyone for tonight. You still have plenty of time to listen. So the Los Angeles Kings are 10-9-4, and, and they are facing the Vancouver Canucks, 8-15-2. Um, notable injuries here, none for the Canucks, but for the Kings, Blake Leazot, their center, he's uh, on IR, and Andreas Atasua, their center, he's out as well. Um, you know, in this game, we keep it simple. I like Vancouver. There's some value here. They haven't done well as of late. They've been dropping games like crazy. But in their last three games, they won two out of those three. Um, coming off a loss against against Pittsburgh, getting to play at home, I think they're going to be comfortable tonight. I think that they're not their uh, their goalie will hold up, and that uh, the the Canucks will get the win here. So I like the Canucks on the money line. Um, I play that up to um, minus one forty. I'll play that up to minus one forty. Nothing higher than that. Try to get it at minus one thirty, minus one thirty five. I prefer. Um, if not. We've talked about so many better things to bet on. So let's go over the locks one more time. Before we wrap it up, we got Chicago Bulls minus three and a half on the spread is my lock for the NBA and my lock for the NHL tonight. You know, I'm always around these Washington Capitals games. Anaheim Ducks at Washington Capitals. And I am on the over, folks. I love the over there. My lock can't be the under on a Monday. That's no fun for anybody. So over five and a half there. I think you get an exciting game, but I definitely think we clear that. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been an honor. It has been a privilege. It has been a great time with you all. And just like the hands of time, 
I'm turning it over to you. See you tomorrow, everybody.